So what's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the Fight On Montana podcast. Uh, my name is Angel. Uh, I had the distinct honor of playing for the Grizz uh, from 2015 all the way up into 2019. Um, really, uh, I decided to kind of join Adam on this podcast simply because I think I owe it to everybody that's helped me get to where I am today. Um, I'm extremely grateful you know, for my time at Grizz Nation. And um, yeah, like I said, I just think it was, you know, you know, part of my story to be part of this. And I'm joined today by the infamous. Uh, yeah, infamous. Yeah. Infamous. <laughs> my name is Adam, guys. Hey, I'm a Montana native. Uh, I've had a passion for Grizz athletics since who knows when, ever since I was a kid. Um, that was kind of passed down by my uh, late grandfather and uh, former Grizz. Yeah, man. Well, the whole point of this show is to take a deep dive into Grizzly athletics, providing insight updates and letting you all know what's going on. So, so yeah, man. So obviously today we got a special, special episode. I mean, Adam, I called it. You doubted me. <laughs> the haters came and you were one of them. Let me tell you oh, that. No, Let haters. Tell you that. Haters. Oh, come on now. <laughs> what was that saying in 2009? Haters are my motivators. <laughs> man what a weekend for Grizz oh, football oh my gosh adam you know i think we're gonna take this first segment of the actual show and just kind of do a little quick little recap you know thoughts insights how how we felt about the whole team you know how they came off the field those types of things and heading into this week um so adam you know what did you think about the game oh man well first of all um i listened to the game Mm -hmm. um and saw highlights i was actually on my way back from uh rapid city getting a brand new truck mm -hmm. um so uh watching it between potty breaks on the road mm -hmm. uh was uh awesome <laughs> mm -hmm. uh having two kids it was it was a it was a time in it in itself but man you know i going into it i knew the Grizz could do it but you know that optimistic you know or optimism it, it was a perfect storm, Angel. Like mm -hmm. everything that happened in that game, you know, happened for a reason. Mm -hmm. The Grizz deserved that win. Yep. Um, and the Grizz outperformed, outplayed in practically every single aspect except mm -hmm. for the first drive. Yeah. No, hundred percent. And that was the biggest thing. I mean, I think I, I I was I was talking to some of the guys, you know, way early under in tra training camp. And, you know, it was one of those things where I came and I approached them and I was like, you know what, you guys got UW first game, this and that, you know, overly hyped. And they were like, just another game. Yeah. Just another game. You know, the most important game, and Tom Brady says it all the time, is the next one, you yeah. know? And that's that's the type of vibe I got, the type of approach that these guys were taking, you know, early on in that training camp, you know, especially with those hot days, you know, with the type of practices that Bobby Hawk has. It's not a walk in the park. It's not a walkthrough. You know, you're banging as soon as you can you know you're touching campus and you're ready to hit each other as hard as you can and and bobby has an expectation if you don't live up to that expectation during practice you know it's hey fuck it start it all over start this yeah. whole practice over start this whole segment over and I, that was one of the things that i learned on extremely quickly you know is we're going to get the job done and we're not we're, we're going to do it to perfection you know and because we had that standard going into that game you saw it. Was the game perfect by any means? No. Is no, there a lot to work no. on? Hell yeah. But no. did we come out with the win? Yes, sir. And our yep. game's hard to win 100%. And that's exactly what we saw from these guys. Well, and it, and it kind of, 
uh, reiterates to what he is preaching to that team. Yeah. Um, I really think that if the the players buy into the message mm-hmm. and they they really truly believe in it, yep. then they're gonna work harder for you. They're gonna believe in it. They're gonna even just take it even a little bit further. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite coaches, Tom Izzo, is you know a player led team is better than a, a coach led team, and oh, yeah. this this team for the last year and a half has worked up to that point. They have taken the baton from um, the coaches and they have just taken that and led with that. And you can Mm -hmm. see that on Mm -hmm. the field, Washington, when they got hit, they were like, who the heck are these guys? They're not going away. We don't know what to do. Their offense looked stunned. They didn't know how to go against this defense. Uh, yeah, and I, I, I think, think that directly goes to what Hauk was preaching, what he was saying, hey, get that culture in there. He's finally got the culture, the buy-in. Not that it wasn't there, but it's taken up to just another point where yeah. these guys are taking it to just to another level. Yeah, exactly. How you said, man. I, I mean, it's that infamous quote. Everybody got a plan to get pun- until they get punched in the mouth. Yep. And I'm sure they had a plan. I'm sure they prepared. I'm sure they said, hey, you know what? This is just an FCS team. It doesn't yep. matter if, if they're a damn good FCS team, you know, and we did play them a couple of years ago and we ran through them. I don't know if that, that was some of the thoughts that was running through some of these players' mind, but I hope it fucking wasn't simply because, I mean, they learned a lesson. Oh, and, yeah. and and here's what pisses Adam. This will piss me off the most. So everybody is ridiculing Washington and saying, "Oh, we suck." Or uh, Washington fans, we suck this, we suck that. We got a terrible team. I think they're a good fucking team. Oh I yeah, I think they're a really talented. Te- I think I think they're gonna have a pretty decent season. If I'm being yeah. completely honest. Yep. So it's I, I I feel like it's kind of a bash to Montana when they say, "Well, it's because we suck this year." Bullshit, you have a good no. team. You just lost to the better team. That's exactly it, you know? That's and that I pride think, that they're, they're they're tripping up on. Man. I don't know. I don't know what the hell it is, man, but yeah. it, it the all week I've been seeing it. You know, I've been seeing yeah. obviously a lot of praise. We got some national attention. It's been yes. super exciting to see. And I know the players are eating it up 100%. Yep. But at the same time, I was like, you know what? I don't think they're a bad team. I think they're a really talented team. I think they got some players. I think, yeah, they're going to have struggles in certain areas. For example, yeah. their wide receiver position, you know. Yeah. But at the same time, at the same time, I was like, you know what? I think this team's going to be okay. I think this re- really this team's going to be not bad. And but we the, were just the, a better the team. One, yeah, like, and l- l- let's kind of go through the numbers, like, you know, yeah. because, you know, you just mentioned the passing. But the passing wasn't the problem in this mm-hmm. game. They still had 226 yards of passing. Yeah. Yeah. They had 65 rushing yards. Yeah. yeah. We outgained them. We doubled their, their rushing yards. We had 127 yeah. rushing yards. Yeah. They averaged 2.4 yards a carry with yeah. a line that was huge. And they had all their starters coming back from a, yeah. a, a team that was in, was asked to come play in the Pac-12 championship game. I mean, I mean, like, think about that, man. Like, just thinking about <laughs> I mean, we had a recap, or uh, I guess like a Washington preview. Yeah. You know, uh, what was it last week? I think yeah, we, last we week, yep. posted up on Monday or Tuesday or something like that. If you guys yep. haven't listened to it, go check it out. It's actually kind of cool, you know, just yeah. to kind of see where they were at last week and how we kind of fell and then transition on to this week, obviously, after a dub, you know. Yep. And I, I mean, there were some of the things. Their offensive line was one of their strongest points, yep. you know, and the fact that they couldn't get no run game established. Think about that. You cut out yep. a chunk of their game. You're left with only so many options in the passing game. 
And exactly. because of that, you become a little bit predictable. I mean, yep. it, I mean, that's what it, that's what it looked like. It was they couldn't get nothing on the ground, and even though they did have a little bit of concern on the running back side going into the game, as far as you know, experience and depth and talent, that type of stuff. Yeah, I it still was something that they're like, hey, these are promising players. If they are going to break out, this is their year to break out, and they're yeah. surrounded by a really good offensive line. Granted, the quarterback's new and young, but again, he's surrounded by a lot of veteran players that are going to a- be able to uplift them. You know, well, and well, I don't one thing, think. You're go ahead. Sorry. No. no I was the only thing say, with that is that they had a line that was experienced. Yeah. They had a tight end who is basically one of the top tight ends in the nation. Two of their linemen are expected to be going in the first two to three rounds in the NFL draft this year. Mm -hmm. Like if they have that big of a, or that great of an offensive front, they should be able to push it down people's throat no matter what, no matter who's in their backfield. Yeah. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter who your running back is. All they've got to do is run through holes. Yeah. I mean, granted, I'm some devil's advocate. I do think it's a little bit trickier than that because uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm gonna say that out loud and speak it into existence. But you do have a point. It it, it should have been a better performance. You yeah. Know? And I mean, expecting to play a, a Washington like UW, you know, that's a that's a place that has predominantly been good in a lot of areas. Yeah. You know, at different points of the career. Even offensive line play, they've had some pretty damn good offensive line there passed by these past couple of years. So you would expect a different outcome on the run game. If anything, you'd feel that it'd be flip fly. They had yep. some wide receiver struggles come to the game, but they still had over 200 yards, which yeah, is really, yeah. as yeah. far as passing, that's really the only place where they, they got the leg up on us. Yeah. Passing yards, you yep. know? And yep. even then, I still don't think they were as effective because you can be passing all day, but you're not getting effective yards at the right time, which I think our players were able to come out with. I think mm-hmm. that's going to be the distinguishable difference. You know, well, I can just get... just Go a ahead. stat on that, Angel, is you're absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. They they had more yards than us, but it was less effective. We beat their average yard of completion yeah. by half a yard each throw. Yeah. Yeah. So even I mean, though they, they had more yardage than us, we outgained them by by completions. Yeah. By, I mean, just by, think by of, yeah. I mean, you get ten yards on first down, but you can't move the you you can't or nine yards the first the first down. You can't move the pile that last yeah, yard exactly. or even get a throw off. You yeah. know, and even if we don't, if we chip away at you know two yards here and then a five yard pass here and then a three yard pass here, you know, yeah. it's it's a big difference and that changes the dynamics of the game when it comes down to it. And yep. I think that's what we were really we were really able to shine. I mean, obviously, if, I mean, for fans that don't know, we ended up winning the game 13-7. You know, I think uh, if you want to go through the list of kind of statistics, Adam. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, they, they had 20 uh, – Washington had 21 first downs to 10, yep. 10, uh, 10 first downs of us. We had a hard time moving the ball. Sometimes it got better through going to into the fourth. Um, third down conversions, you know, the Grizz were two of 13, the, the UW was four of 14. Fourth mm-hmm. down, they had one conversion, we had zero. Uh, the one thing that, like, I thought was go- like going into this game and when it was happening is we had 17 or seven, 17, wow, seven penalties for 81 yards. Yeah. I thought that was really gonna bite us in the butt, and it never did, which yeah. was really surprising because, um, you know, they had some big penalties that first drive that helped them get that touchdown. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, after that, we had penalties, but the defense was amazing. Oh, the, you know, the special teams was amazing. Um, and so, you know, 
the, the, <laughs> you look at the you look at the stats and you're just like, how the heck did they do this? Yeah, I mean, but, thinking about it, man. I mean, Wellnout is leading the pack, obviously, with 12 total tackles. I yep. think six were assisted, one tackle for loss, one sack, followed by Pat O'Connell, 10 total tackles, two sacks. Three yep. ta- three tackles for loss. You know, Jace obviously with two tackles for loss. And then we have, you know, on the defensive line, we have great, great coverage. I mean, oh, a yeah. lot of the game in the pressure situation, it was man-to-man coverage. You know, yep. and those transfers that came in, man, they blew me away with the, you know, the not even their play, the fire that they had. Yep. I mean, they were taking shit for nobody. If you see over there, you see, uh, <laughs> what's his what, what's his name? Uh, damn, I'm drawing a blank. Um, he's a Louisville transfer. What's his name? Uh, Justin Ford. Yeah, Justin Ford, man. I mean, coming out like that and being able to play like that, man. Oh my gosh, man. He was Dude, that guy's a dog, man. Yeah, Holy I saw cow. some clips. <laughs> I saw some clips where, you know, oh. players or uh, UW players are trying to bump into him and he legit just slapped them off. He said, and you could see him. He was just like in their face, like, don't touch him like that ever again. You're going to lock up all type of game, you know? Yep. And obviously, G Baby coming up with two shoulder, interceptions, man. man. Incredible, oh, yeah. dude. Yep. Well, one thing, bro. one thing that helped this line now and and you can kind of add to this uh angel is we've always had a pretty good um secondary you know we've lacked in cornerbacks um you know for a while now that we have those cornerbacks and secondary is still solidified but now we have a front defensive line that can put pressure on that offensive line and that just makes it totally easier for those that secondary to do to wreck to you know create havoc and to you know be ballers back in the secondary and that's what i told you i mean i think that was one one of the concerns that you had doing the preview you said the pressure that's what i'm worried about are we going to be able to get to the photograph are we going to but man they were on his ass all game adam were they Mm. were you know i mean total i mean total think about it i I mean we outsacked them I yeah. think they got maybe one sack on us. Do you yeah. do you know that statistic? I, I don't I know how many like sacks they got. Or five. I know we had three. Uh huh. I know we had three sacks. I I think they've had at least one sack. I'm not. Don't quote me on that. Yeah. But we yeah. we did get more sacks than they did, which you know I heard Riley saying on his podcast, um, that you know their last year they played four games. They allowed one sack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We out we we sacked them three times. Yeah, in I one mean, game. That just goes to show. And we had what maybe I think it I think it was a, a, a one sack on our on ours. I believe on one sack. Yeah. I believe one sack. Obviously, a, a sack when it comes to football play, it it doesn't matter the situation. That's always going to sting, you know. Yeah. But when you're able to, you know, bring that pressure, I mean, I'm gonna be I'm gonna give praise to the offensive line, man. I think they did yeah. a fantastic job for what they were put put up against. If yep. you really focus on the offensive line this past week. I mean, they were rolling some guys over. I'm talking about pancakes, nut scrapes. They didn't get. Yep. They didn't give no no two shits about who they were going against. Exactly. You know? And they were in their face the whole game too. The hustle down down down, down. the field was absolutely incredible, man. They 10, were 15 those... yards down. Yeah, and that's something. <laughs> that's something that Bobby is super high on. That's something that that uh, German coaches religiously. You know, I mean, yep. I may remember in my playing games, man. It was after the play, we were supposed to run five to ten yards. It got to a point where he was like 10 to 10 to 15 because you guys aren't running five hard enough for me. So he would make us run, you know, 10 to 15 yards after the play was done. And then we had to sprint our ass back to the huddle, you know, and that's just a little bit of a glimpse of the type of intensity that we had to bring 
on a day-to-day basis. And now it's finally at the point where the guys are adjusted to it. They know what yep. to expect. They understand They understand the job and they're going into it every single day, understanding that this is a job. Yep. It's not it's not for fun. We're not doing this to to kick rocks and pick daisies. You know, there's a there's a goal at the end of this and they and they want to get there. Kick rock and pick daisies. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, man. We need a shirt that says uh kick we're rocks the, and pick we're, daisies. Huh? We're, we're, we're the grizz and we don't like to kick rocks and pick daisies. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, one one thing that you know really stood out to me was the special teams. Uh, oh, Angel. yeah, man. Um you know, Brian Buscini, what I like to call Big Leg Brian, um, totally changed that game oh, with with the field position that he put them in. You know, some of those, I, I believe his, like, he had like a 60-yard kick that was yeah. basically, I'm, I, and if I'm recalling this right, um, that we were in, you know, the 20, backed up into our end zone. He kicked it and it was basically it swung that field position where he kicked yeah. it away. And he wasn't like he was kicking to some Joe Smo. The guy that he was kicking to was, I think, regarded. I think Riley said on the um their radio that he was regarded as one of the good the one of the best uh returners in the Pac 12. Yeah. So it's not like he is a Joe Smo off the field where yeah. where we're kicking to someone that's not does not a threat. And that's what I was telling you right before the episode. It's a game of, of chess. It's yeah, not a game exactly. of checkers. And yep. obviously, I think that was one thing that you also you, – you weren't, like, disregarding, but you had basically asked a question about it last week. Yep. And I told you, man, I, I, Bobby's known for that, Yeah. you know? Yep. When he when uh when he was at San Diego State, he read he led one of the the most prolific returners ever to row through that school, you know. Yeah. And so because of that, you know, he's gonna have a game plan, and he really emphasizes the important all three phases of the game. And we're fortunate enough to have players that 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 truly want to be there and want to succeed and and yep. want to make you know get the job done essentially. And mm-hmm. Brian did that exactly man he came out to play you put them in great position and that's half the battle you know yep. you put somebody in a good position man and have a long field that's going to be really tough to go i remember thinking 80 yards is different than 92 you yep. know as yep. far as a football player and i was like damn that's an extra 12 yards but when you're in that field backed up against with all the fence pressed up right behind you you're like man this is a mile and a half that we have to go and yep. we got to run at least 10 to 15 plays gas have the defense go quick three and out and then come back out, you know? So I was just like, so there's a lot to it that you're thinking about in the moment, you know? And I think those guys took that all away. They're like, you know what? We're not worried about that. All we're worried about is this fucking play. Let's go. And we're balls to the walls. And I mean, Bobby said it at halftime. We are the better team. Exactly. Well, and just to him to say that dude, like, and it wasn't like a coach, saying like hey i gotta get get to my you know and the, the coach just said it i gotta get to my team i'm just gonna you know say something get on them off my back he yeah. really meant it like oh, yeah. he meant it like distinction in his voice for sure oh yeah um you know you know big leg brian also 47 yards an average punt three inside the 20 um you know his average kick was 59 yards as yeah. well um you know no touchbacks but you know that's still good one of them was kind of weird because i didn't get to see it but it was like a mishandle or something where he kicked it. It kind of fell in between everybody. And Washington was just like, yeah, <laughs> what do we do? And by the time when they picked it up and they ran, it was like, okay, the Grizz were already there. So yeah, man. Um, yeah. It, it's amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Um, that, that we did so well. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
it just it just reiterates how much I don't know <laughs> and how much how much of a fan I am. Angel, oh, you know, he man. was right. He was right. Uh, hey man, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest <laughs> with you, man. I don't get very much wins, so when I get a fucking win, I got I gotta praise it to the world, man. I gotta I gotta <laughs> let people know about it. It's one of those things. I'll be wrong probably the rest of the damn season, you know, but it doesn't matter, man. You got this one. It's like, whatever, what I got that one. And I remember even, I mean, as soon as I heard, man, because I, I, I didn't have access to watch the game. I had it for the first half, but the second half I was in a different place with my pops. So because of that, I wasn't able. So I was on the ESPN app waiting and I saw a million, a minute and 47 seconds, 13, seven. And I was literally like this. Literally like this, panting back and forth. My dad was like, I, he was like, Angel, go outside, bro. Go outside. You're too much for me right now. Go outside. And as soon as I want, bro, I'm running up and down the street down in California. And people are like, who the, who, who's this guy down here? You know, what the hell is he doing? And so, I mean, it, it was just such a cool experience, man. And I literally, for the rest of the night, I sat there. I was under the stars. And I was like, damn, like, what a night. Yeah. You know, if I felt like I was there. You know, because yeah. because of how much, you know, how strong my relationships with some of those guys are and how much I care yeah. about them. You know, I, I'm talking a majority of the offensive line, at least a couple. I mean, Beav, I talk to pretty consistently. You yeah. know, Beav is actually a really, really good friend of mine. You yeah. know, I talk to Dylan pretty consistently. Every once in a while, you'd be like, hey, man, what's up? Hard things. You know, I even asked him for tickets to see if he had extra tickets. You know, those types of things, bro. <laughs> You're just like, I'm in a fortunate place in a position where it's like I'm, I'm a part of these guys' lives. And yeah. I'm, I'm just so grateful to like to know that all the hard work, because I mean, I was up, I was oh, yeah. with them up until that, that last, you know, last game a couple of years ago. You know, after that, I was wonky, man. But they put in the time, they put in the grind. And I understand the sacrifices that they individually made, you oh, know, yeah, yeah. Uh, to put yeah. them in a position that they're in, man. And like I said, man, I was I was overwhelmed with emotion. Well, and it just goes to see, like, you know, it, it's not just one person, you know, the the, the whole program has a win in this win you know and you know former players that kind of made it made it get to this you know this is a win for you guys of what you guys sacrificed and the building the building blocks of just building it back up where it is to be um but man dude that defense holy smoky uh oh they only had i think they only had uh three or one red zone uh chance Mm-hmm. And they they did not do well. Yeah. Um, three sacks for 25 yards. You know, they had 73 plays for 291 yards. Um, and you know, yeah, and we, think about that. I mean, Washington almost had 20 more plays than we did. Exactly. You know, and that's yeah. that's a lot for a defense, you know, that'll exactly. get us well. And they yeah. came out strong even to the last the last play, literally when Marcus picked it off, man. By the way, Marcus is such a genuine dude, man. What yeah. you guys see in the media right now is exactly how he is outside. You know, and I think that's one of the most impressive things, man. He is true and true himself, and he is true and true a hard worker, you yeah. know. I mean, I remember him coming in and outlifting most of the guys on the team just because he had been that dedicated for such a long time, and he paid his dues and never complained about it. And now he's getting an opportunity to have some spotlight, and I think he's I think he's handling it really well because some of those guys, man, it gets to the head, and that's the scary part about it, you know. Exactly. So well, I think, I think we're just in a good spot because, you know, we have some uh, – older guys that are you know that mm-hmm. the starting hasn't gotten to their heads and so that yep. developing that talent behind is is just a, a great thing one thing that i wanted to also mention uh angel is the time of possession you know the time of possession that's what you were saying you know i, I was worried i was saying the same exact thing 
oh man, our, our defense, we got our offense has to do something. It's going to, our defense is going to get passed. Um, if you look at the time of possession, you know, you know, of course, Washington beat us the time of possession in three of the four quarters, but it slowly kind of went back. In that fourth quarter, we had the ball for 11 minutes and 22 seconds. And, and it was like a switch. Man. Yeah. yeah, it was that's like a suffocating your Yeah, it's suffocating your opponent, man. That, yep. That's what you call strangling, bro. Oh, my yep. goodness, dude. I mean, they got the grip and slowly but surely started tightening it up, tightening it up until yep. they couldn't breathe anymore, man. Yep. And it, I know that's an extreme analogy. No, but, but it I is. Mean, it, I mean, that's what exactly what it was, man. Those, those boys, dogs. That's all I can yep. say. Yep. Mm-hmm. So they, you know, the, with that win, they're the well, fifth FCS team to win against a FBS ranked team, you know, mm-hmm. falling in with great teams. NDSU, James Madison, um, I'm forgetting one, Washington once. Oh, uh, what's the other one? No, not Sam Houston. I don't, I don't know. But we're, we're the fifth one to do it uh, out of who knows, 400 mm-hmm. something, um, yeah. which is amazing. Uh, amazing, amazing. Um, which the, my next question is, you know, it, it has helped us in the rankings. Yeah. Did you have four and five? Angel, yeah, we're a four. So do you have anything yeah. else to say about the game? Because man, I'm just excited for those guys. I'm excited too, man. I mean, <laughs> I'm excited. I think they have uh, a long season ahead of them. So it's easy, yeah. you know. My head is really big right now, filled with a bunch of air, <laughs> you know. So I'm popping it after this conversation. I'm leaving it as it is, man. And it, it's time to go back to work. I mean, and those yeah. boys have already been working. We're hitting up Friday tomorrow. So, you know, yeah. I mean, uh, they're they're ready. They're ready as, yep. as as ready as they can be, man. I know those guys. You know they t- they they enjoyed it the night of, but they came back to work the next day and they said, "All right, on to the next one." And that's exactly how the program yep. is. They enjoy it. They watch the film on it. They make the proper corrections, and it's all right. Next one, because that's the most important game. That's all well, I have to say that, about it. That's that's what I kind of I got from um, Bobby Houck, uh the coach, it, it, head coach, is that they enjoyed that one. Oh yeah, that you know he he understood that, hey, this is going to be once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. We're going to enjoy this one um, and, and enjoy it. You know, I don't think he was that way on his his first stint at Montana. I, I think he's grown in that area where, you know, he's going to enjoy it. He, he, he knows. He's learned from that. Um, but, man, what a game, dude. I was yeah. tired afterwards. Yep, yep. <laughs> Oh, Drain, so, man, so many emotions, yeah. brother. But yeah, we that has helped us propel us to the number four rankings. Um, and I kind of threw out there on Twitter, you know, where do you guys think that the Grizz should be um, ranked at? You know, I've got, we got a lot of people saying, hey, we should be at number one. Um, and you know, they're, they're not they're not wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, there's two there's two teams that beat. Uh, well, there's there's more than two, but there's two teams that beat quality FBS schools, mm-hmm. um, SDSU who beat Colorado State, mm-hmm. and us who beat Washington. I mean, but it, I mean personally, I don't think it even compares in the grand scheme of things. You yeah. know, congratulations to SDSU, whatever. I I, mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck about them, whatever, <laughs> whatever. But uh, <laughs> like I said, like I said, congratulations to them, whatever. Whoop do. But at the same time, as far as you know, what we were put up against, as opposed to what they were put up against, exactly. you know, 
not the same level. No, not nope, the same isn't. level. Not the it same, isn't. you know, intensity. Not the same type of pressure. Not nope. the same type of atmosphere. Not the same nope. type of college fans. There's nope. so many distinctions between that. So here's what I'm saying. Do I think we should be number one? No. That's because I want to earn that spot. Okay. Want, but that's, that's so, not that's not that's, earning it. I got that, some questions here for no, you. No, yeah. I did no perfect. I know perfect. <laughs> one game is great. I, it was yep. a huge, huge win for the program. Yep. But now we're getting into FCS level. That's yep. where it's at. We can be 10, 10 fucking FBS teams, but if we don't win any FCS games, there's yep. no point. There's yep. literally no point. So I think, and I think a lot of these guys understand they gotta earn it. Yep. You know. So, I mean, they're placed wherever they're placed because they earned that spot. Exactly. You know, they got to move up to number one because I wanted to, by the end of the season, to say undefeated, you know, knock on wood, you know, have a couple of rings in their hands. Hopefully I'll be there, you know, drunk off my ass, you know, <laughs> just enjoying the moment. And so that's, that's when I'm able to say, okay, you guys earned this number one spot because yep. you guys are the best team. You know, yep. give a fuck. Really, realistically, who cares about the rankings? Who cares yep. about nothing? I mean, they lose one game down the line they're dropping it doesn't matter yep, yep. you know it doesn't matter so i'm i'm really kind of like hey one game at a time who's the next opponent you know who's, exactly. who's next well yeah. and the only thing i have is is that you know when you do rankings you, you have to have a broad spectrum spectrum of how you're going to rank are you going to rank on an entire resume of where they're at are you going to rank off of based off of week to week um because you can't, like, honestly, the way the FCS works on how they structure the playoff system is the rankings come out the beginning of the year, and then it kind of goes like this, and then they use that ranking system to somehow help a little bit of the rankings of the playoff uh, picture. And so, you know, you want to keep on going up the rankings so that your seed in the playoff is a little bit better, so you're getting those home games. Um okay. The, the fact that they moved us up five spots shows that they know that, hey, that was a huge win. Yep. Um, and, yeah, would I like to see them number one? Hell, yeah. That would have been mm -hmm. awesome. Do I think it was realistically going to happen? I never thought that was going to happen. Mm -hmm. They were not going to jump us eight spots because of one win in the beginning of game yeah. week one. They're I mean, gonna, regardless of how big it is, yeah, regardless of how big it is, man. Like I said, I'm really excited for the win, but at yeah. the same time, man, it's just like now we're getting into FCS play. Exactly. Yeah, you, know? you know, and it's one of those things. It's like I know these guys don't want to be given a spot. Yep. You know, I, I I feel like, and that's the only. Not saying that I would love to see him number one for the rest of my life. There's yep. no question about it. You know. But I do think it's something that in their hearts, they have a little bit of grudge. They like being on the underdogs. They like people saying, you know what, they'll make it far, but they won't go all the way. You know, I think they're built with that chip on their fucking shoulder. You know, exactly. and I think when it comes down to it, you know, I think they're going to play their style of football. And I'm not going to say anything to jinx it, but I'm just going to say these boys are going to do something. They're going to do something. Mm -hmm. I got one question for you, Angel. Craziest, yep. craziest thing you saw. After the win, crazy, and you, can't, thing. and you can't say you running down, running up California. <laughs> I mean, did I tell you that I was in the nude while I did it? I mean, that's that's pretty. I'm just playing, bro. I'm playing. The craziest thing, man. You know what? I don't even know, man. I I was too engaged on Twitter. I saw, you know, I saw you know, memes and and posters, and I 
you know, these articles coming out talking about embarrassing loss and, yeah. you know, it's, you know, the biggest loss in school history, this and that, this and that. Oh, my goodness. You know, and I just think uh, I just think it was super funny. I think the most interesting part is that everybody ruled us out, you know, before yeah. the game even started. And yeah. it's one of those things you, you don't know what's going to happen until that whistle blows zero zero at the end. Yep. Yeah. What about you? Um, well, I've got to get the uh, kittens involved here. Um, a little post by uh, oh, a kitten, I know exactly a kitten yeah. fan. Yep. Um, saying that you know we the the kittens deserve um some credit for the Grizz beating UW. Um, it's so asinine and so funny, and you know that they're you shaking in, in the. Of you? I I don't. Um, I have it kind of like the quotes basically. Um, that their losses basically them beating us four years in a row um, gave us the extra motivation and determination to instill the effort and toughness that was required to beat a good team Yeah, is so asinine and just shows that they're so, so scared. They are so scared that they're going to lose to us, which they're going to this year. Um, (laughs) I just laughed. I was just like, Oh my gosh. Dude, yeah, I know. I was just like, are you guys fucking see? Oh my god. I was just like, focus on your guys' loss this week, and then we can, you know, continue. Focus on your loss to Wyoming. Yeah. Yeah. A school so, that doesn't you know play what you know what I thought that was actually football. pretty funny? So so whatchamacallit? So obviously, you know, actually the the Washington previously known as the Redskins, you know how they're going to the name change? Yeah. You know, so there was this guy. That, or this person that basically tweeted out, there was like, hey, the, the Washington team is debating between, you know, six six names. They have like the Red Hogs and Defenders and the, I don't know, some random names. And somebody yeah. like quote retweeted it and was like, wow, Montana beat Washington so bad that they had to change their name. And I was like, <laughs> oh, shit. So I thought I was like, that that's kind of funny, you know? So it's, I think it's fun banter for sure. Yeah. That was the craziest thing I saw that I just laughed at and was like, dude, really? Um, but (laughs) yeah, it, it was, it was crazy, man. It was crazy. I'm glad that we got the win on to our next game. And we have a game coming up here, man. Two days. Oh, hell yeah. Two days. Oh, hell yeah. We're playing Western Illinois from the Missouri Valley football conference. Mm -hmm. Um, this team played ball state. I know ball state is part of the Mac. Um, they, pretty much had that team handled up until the fourth quarter and they came back and they beat them by 10. Um, So this team is not a, a rollover team. It is not a team that is not used to playing high football because last year where, when they went one in five uh, they played the cream of the crop in the Missouri Valley, you know, Mm -hmm. NDSU, SDSU, um, Northern Iowa. So three of their top, you know, uh, six games were against yeah. ranked people. And then after they went one and five, they uh, basically said, Hey, we're not doing the rest of our two games. Yeah. So. And I think there's, there's also, I mean, obviously uh, they have some players just like any program, any program is going to yeah. have a couple of players that really stand out. You know, I think just looking back, obviously we played them a couple of times. I had, you know, was fortunate to play it a couple of times. And um, I think we lost to them one time. We lost in them 2018. 
And that, that was the first year when I was dealing with all my injuries. And I know that we were damn near close to winning the game. We were on the one yard line and we got stuffed, you yeah. know, for the touchdown over yeah. and over and over. And we couldn't score, man. And I know that left a really bitter taste in our mouth, not because we felt that they beat us, but because we, we let ourselves down. At least, yeah. I mean, I mean, I must speak for myself. I don't know if everybody, but that's what I thought in the moment, you know? We let ourselves yeah. down. We let ourselves get beat. It wasn't up to, you know, it wasn't because they were the better team. It's because we couldn't just finish. And yeah. it's the same thing that happened, obviously, last week. You know, they think you're high in the game. You think it's going to roll over smoothly. And then the clock takes zero. You look up and you're like, damn, we lost by a touchdown. We lost by three points. In this case, they obviously lost by 10 points. And yeah. I think their quarterback had a pretty good, you know, showing <laughs> out. Yeah. He, he, over 400 yards, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the specific, I mean, he went 30 for 43, which is damn good. He yeah. had 367 yards, two touchdowns. He did have one interception, so I will say that. So I'm going to say yeah. he's not perfect by any yeah. means, and there's there's room for growth there. But, man, I mean, he showed up for sure. And you know who I was most impressed with? Mr. Houston, Dennis Houston. Oh, my goodness Oh, my gracious. gosh, man. He went he went 12 for 200, 237 yards, yeah. which is the majority of, of, you know, the yards right there. And he went for, he, he, scored, he was the one that scored both touchdowns. Well, and, and, was, and just get this though, Riley had on uh, his podcast, he um, talked about how that, that, that insane game, but he dropped a 70 yard touchdown pass yeah. that was in his hands. Yeah. He would have had over 300 yards and three touchdowns in one game, man. In one game. It's it's pretty incredible, <laughs> man. So it's obviously quarterback's going to be a focus, putting on that pressure. Obviously, yep. you know, that coverage on Houston it's going to really depends. And I think, I think we're trusting enough of our cornerback and our secondary yep. to say, Hey, you know what, if it's man on man coverage, we're going to get the job done, yep. you know, because that's yep. what it costs for. And I think that's going to be the big challenge of the week. You know, they yep. got to They got I mean, looking at their offensive line, I mean, they, they've, they've got juniors and seniors, so they have a little bit of experience, you know, I think uh, one of their guys, their offensive lineman, is last name like Waddle or Waddell or something like that. I think he's an honorable mention all conference players. So they yeah. have some experience and some, you know, some guys on their offensive line. You know, yeah. kind of moving along the path. You know, uh, obviously the quarterback. They have a running back that's that's you know has a little bit of experience. He's a transfer. He played in twenty eight total games. Had fifteen hundred yards rushing. Um, D lineman. They have another honorable mention. He's six four, two twenty five. So. 225 is a pretty athletic build, you know, if I'm thinking mm-hmm. of a guy that's 6'4", 255, because that's that's exactly where I want to be when I lose all the football weight. I want to be yeah. sitting about 255, and I think I that's think pretty athletic. I think his name's Eric Preston, right? Eric Something Preston, 6'4", like 255, defensive line. He's yeah. a team captain as well. Yeah, and he's and, and on Phil Steele's, you know, all-conference team, he's, yep, he's listed as their team, you yep. know? So, I mean, obviously, and then obviously they have quarterback Lawson. Uh, I think he is – is really I, I don't know why i feel like he's gonna shine this season you know lawson? obviously it's just a lawson yeah it's yeah. just a hunch yeah but it's one of those things man i don't know uh he's a first team db when he yep. was played at lamar i think he's obviously still getting a little bit adjusted to the program so yep. i think you know i i think he's gonna be okay man obviously i think they're most impressive and i think they're most accomplished is gonna be tony tate which is their the first team all yep. conference returner right there Yep. You know, so I mean, looking matchup for matchup, man, I think I think it's really interesting. I think every team has a little bit of players and they got some players that can do some damage if we're not focused and ready. Well, and let's let's look at those kind of uh, a little bit more. So, you know, Connor Sampson is their quarterback, 6'3, yeah. 215. So he's a bigger guy. Yeah. He's a team captain. Yeah. He's been there. This is his third year starting. 
you know, he's also, um, you know, honorable mention. You mentioned Tony Tate. Uh, he is um, Tony Tate and Dennis Houston are their top returning wide receivers. They mm-hmm. are the two of the top three leading wide receivers in receptions um, in 2019. Mm-hmm. They are the top two reception leaders. Yeah. Um, so, so these aren't guys that are, you know, they're both seniors. Uh, one, mm-hmm. you know, Tate is 5'9", 180, team captain, uh, Houston 6'2", 205. Mm-hmm. Um, and then his huge, huge game um, the last last week, uh, which th- these guys are not guys that aren't going to be ballers. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're playing the Missouri Valley where they have to bring it every single week. Um, that kind of they're, – they're not going to run the ball. Their, their yep. game is they're going to spread you out. They're going to throw – you know, 45 to 50 times a game. They're going to have some running, um, but they're going to spread you out. They're going to do long passes, intermittent passes, passes quick Mm -hmm. off the line. Um, And they've also, which kind of is scary, is they've brought in a lot of new guys. I think the number is about 28 new guys in the last year and a half. 13 of those guys used to play in Division I um, teams. Um, So they've got talent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, uh, that, you know, they're ranked to be last in the Missouri Valley. I don't see this team being last in the Missouri Valley this year. Um, I just don't think it's going to happen. Um, I think this team is going to be greatly improved. One of the areas that they lack in, they do not lack in offense. <laughs> they, they do very well there. One area is they lack in defense. They mm-hmm. do not have, um, they have the players. They just don't stop. They're not, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're the, the bend, but don't break, but they, they bend a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, they give up a lot of um, rushing yards. The last game they gave up, oh, what was it? Like 300 or 200 some yards rushing. Um, Damn. And yeah. so, so th- th- they do have some holes in their defense. That's going to be kind of the, the tricky part where, um, I think we we have a lot more productive guys than they yeah. do. Um, yeah. I think that uh, they're, they're, if it was a different, if it was last year or the year before that, uh, it would have been probably a closer game. You know, looking at what we have, looking at you know just the holes that they have, the matchups. Yeah. This this might be a close game in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not expecting it to be a very close game. You know what? I, I don't think, I think you, you, you nailed it on the head. I think obviously I, I'm, I'm going to root for the better team. And I, I mean, there was no question about it in my mind, just like last week that we are the better team. Yeah. Um, and it's one of those things that, you know, we got to come out ready to play. They, yeah. they got some ball players just like any other team has. They, like you said, they are, they're able to produce a little bit. They do have a couple of weak spots and stuff that we can take advantage of. But that's yeah. not to say that it was just a bad day. Like you said, we've had or they've had, you know, some really top tier transfers. I think exactly. you said like 28 yeah. or something like that or 23. 28 new people, but 13 yeah. Division One. Yeah. yeah. And, and which is pretty damn incredible. So obviously, yeah. they're in the beginning stages of a rebuilding process, which is awesome to see, you know, because I mean, at the end of the day, you hope for successful programs all around exactly. and you hope for good games all around, you know. Yep. Um, but I do think it's something that we're going to be able to exploit, you know, yeah. uh, if it's one of those things that we, we wear down and wear down and wear down, especially the physicality that we bring to every game. I think it's going to be able to put us in position that's like, okay, slowly but surely, they're going to roll over them. And like you yeah. said, they may not break, 
but I think most certainly by the end of the game, they're going to bend. Yeah. Fuck well, it. They're going to break. They're going to break. They're, they're going to break. Yeah, they're going to break at the end of the game. Yeah. <laughs> so one thing, one thing that I, I'm looking at, some questions I have, you know, I, I always look at like, like questions going into the game. Okay. So um, I was talking to my best friend about this, like mm-hmm. playing an FBS school is, is I think is different than playing an FCS school. Mm-hmm. I think that the expectations, the pressure, especially if you're in that game, the physicality mm-hmm. of uh, of it, no matter what, it's physical. But I think it's just a little bit different. Um, and you can kind of go on with that a little bit more than than I can, I can. But how much did that UW UW win take from us? Yeah. Um, and will the focus from that huge win be at the same level mm-hmm. as it was in the UW game? That's no. those are the two questions that I have because yeah, you can win against UW. How much and I told my one of my good friends, how much is that gonna take from us throughout the whole year? Okay. How many guys have these nagging injuries that might, you know, laying on you know, go on for the whole year and affect mm-hmm. us down the road? And that's something that I think that plays into the type of uh practices that yeah. you know that we have. I yeah. think if we were a team and, you know, we're playing for Bob Stitt, you know, I think I, I absolutely, you know, love the guy for a lot of reasons. But definitely Bobby brought a different type of mentality as yep. opposed to Stitt did, you know. And that's not to say that it was bad, but it was definitely different. And so at the end of the game on Saturdays, I was really, really sore when I was playing for Stitt. At the end of the game, when I played for Bobby, I felt easier. It felt easier during the games than it did during practice. And that's because of the type of intensity that, that, you know, don't get me wrong. Stick out after us, you know, when he had it planned and scheduled out, but for Bobby, it was like no holds back at any point in time of the day. You know, you're, if you're not, we're going to start it all. Like I had mentioned in the beginning of the podcast. And so I think they're used to it. Yeah. I think, I think, and it's one of those things. I mean, I was even talking today to one of my coworkers at work and he said, you know, there's a difference between being hurt and being injured and you're yeah. going to have to sustain a little yeah. bit of pain in order to play football. That's just the name of the game. Do I yeah. think everybody's going to be beat up? Yeah. You're going to be yeah. sore. You're going to be hurt. And you're going to be, there's going to be some nagging injuries, but that's why you do the preventative care. So if any high school athletes are listening out there, Get exactly. your ass in the in the in in the in the, in the therapy room. room, the trainers yep. room, whatever you guys yep. call it. You know, get your ass in there. Spend time in the cold tumps. Spend time in the jacuzzi. Spend your time doing mobility work and training and doing all those little things. And I promise you, the longevity of your career is going to go much longer simply because taking care of yourself goes a long way. You know, yeah. and I think these guys, you know, are in a good place that you know what they know, what's expected of them on a daily basis, and what they have to do in order to prepare themselves for the week. Being as physical as possible, but taking the time when they're resting, not to just sit on their ass on the couch eating potato chips, you know, <laughs> but to actually do stuff that's going to enhance their game, whether that be stretching, whether that make the proper food choices, whether that be, you know, being in the film room 15 minutes before and after, you know, those little things make a huge difference. And that's where there's no question about that. I know those guys are doing the right things, you know, yeah. but yeah, you're right. Is their head going to be a little big? I don't necessarily know because uh, I, I want to say no because I know them, but at the same time I'm thinking about myself. And then you know, after a win like that, would my bed, my head be a little big? You know, be blow up with air, especially with all the news and oh, heck yeah. beginning. Mine would be heck cool, yeah. man. And so <laughs> that, so I think that's the biggest challenge of the week. It's not necessarily 
O-line play, D-line play, special teams play. For me personally, I think the challenge of the week goes specifically to can we come out the gate on all firing on all cylinders? Yeah. You know? And yeah. I think that's that's what I'm kind of thinking. I don't well, I think, think it's gonna think, end up well, yeah, but hundred percent, but it is gonna be a process and we're gonna see on Saturday. Well, and I think Angel, you know, if you look at it, we have come into this this season um where it's not necessarily a battle between us and another team. I think we're going to be, you know, uh, maybe two games, three games. We're going to be the best. We're going to be favored, if not in all of our games, but in uh, pretty close to all of our games, it's going to be a battle between ourselves, between the players. They're going to be battling themselves. um, Like you said, getting and doing the work, the, you know, the, the focus, um, just having that kind of a, a battle against themselves rather than a battle against another team because they are the b- better team. But I, I know for a fact they are a better better than this team, but not <laughs> it's, it doesn't always work that way. Not, not all the, the time. The, the better team does not win. You yeah. have to put the work in or it's going to bite you in the butt. Um, and just, uh, you know, not uh, the bend don't break thing that I, I kind of got was from a stat that I found that like their red zone scores, um, you know, Western Illinois, um, that 64% of their red zone scores are touchdowns. Uh-huh. So, you know, they're and they're getting it. The red zone scores are, it's, it's, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so their offense is having to score a lot to keep up with the um, defense that is breaking and not bending. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's where I got that from. Um, but and, an- and another thing to say too, I think teams are different when they come to Wagris. Oh yeah. To play us. Oh heck yeah. You yeah. know, yep. you're not getting you're not getting the same Western Illinois team no. that played last week. It's a no. whole different team with a whole different mentality. Yep. You know, they're 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 in the big show. They're yep. playing the big dogs. Yeah. We're not. They're pl- not playing no run of the. I mean, we we are the shit yeah, <laughs> in West, a lot of ways. Ball State is. You know, I I respect Ball State somewhat. It's it's a Mac school, which I I think should be an FCS school, uh-huh. <laughs> personally. Um, but Grizz atmosphere is way better than Ball yeah, State. I, I'm just exactly. I, I haven't experienced it, but it's a Mac team. It, mm-hmm. It's I can't wait to see. I know you're going to the game. I can't get to the oh, game this yeah. week, but oh, man, yeah. the atmosphere is going to be crazy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, man. I mean, I mean, there's, I mean, like I said, man, I've, I've, I've been talking about it multiple times throughout this past couple of months. This is, this is the first one, yep. you know, the first real, I mean, I went to the spring games, which was awesome to see, man, but it obviously in the midst of COVID, it was, wasn't the same environment, wasn't the same process, obviously a weird year was in the spring too. So it just didn't feel the same, obviously to this, this weekend, you know, we're kind of going a little bit more traditional, what we're kind of used to. And I think uh, it's going to be a new experience for me. You know, which well, is surprising to say because I've been almost two years removed from the game itself. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah. and and fans out there, this is you know your your first tailgate, man. Oh, so, yeah, first you know, tailgate. If, if you see Angel out there, definitely invite him over to your tailgate. Give him. Hey, what's some up, man? Food and a beer. Hey, what's you know? up, man? It, it, show them how we tailgate. Show them how Grizz Nation tailgate. Show me and, how it's done. Show me exactly, how it's done. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. But you yeah. know, it's going to be an you awesome game. Get your game. ass out of here too, man. One of these. Days. I've got two. I've got tickets to two games. There you I go. got tickets there you to go. two games. Uh, so you know, it is going to be a maroon out. 
it is going to be uh, a, a night game. So if you do not have tickets, there are tickets available. Um, surprisingly, there are some t- tickets still available uh, at Grizz Ticks. So mm-hmm. um, totally worth the money. Oh, yeah. um, Angel prediction, buddy. What's your prediction? 49-13. I think we're going to score uh, five touchdowns. Okay. And I think, or no, I guess, what, what is that? That's seven touchdowns right there, right? That's seven, yeah. Yeah, that's seven touchdowns, man. I was thinking maybe a field goal, but you know what? I'm feeling a little cocky. I feel a little confidence. I feel we're going to be 100, 100% for the red zone. I think they're going to score 13. I think they're going to get one on the board, and then they're going to have, you know, kind of the same situation where they get two field goals. You know, okay. like you said, I think they're going to be able to produce, make some plays, get close to the red zone. But I think our defense is that good to really kind of shut them out when it comes down to it for the most part. You know, yeah. and so I mean that's that's obviously on the nicer end of spectrum of things. Like, who really fucking knows how it's gonna go down? <laughs> so we'll see. Uh, my prediction, uh, you know, I kept on going back and forth on this, you know, because you you beat me last week, and and I, I don't want to lose again. Hey man, <laughs> I'm, I'm we'll do a bet. Man. We're gonna do I'm a bet. Yeah, we're gonna do a bet. Whoever gets closest by the end of the season, I mean, a dinner on one of us. So there if you, you win, I take you to dinner. If I win, you take me to dinner. All right, that sounds good. Uh, my prediction is 44 to 20. Um, and I'm going to throw something in here. Uh, the Grizz get their, their first pick six. Mm-hmm. You think so? I, I think so. Man, I, I can't even, I mean, I am not ruling that out of the book at all. <laughs> I think that's extremely possible with how we're playing. I yep. mean, three interceptions last week, incredible. I think there's more to come this week, man. Exactly. So, you know, yeah, do you have any last words with uh, that, man? Man, you know what? At the end of the day, dude, we appreciate everything that you guys do for us. Um, Without you guys, obviously, there would be no us. And we're really – we do this for fun, man. It's not a competition. We're not trying to compete with nobody or nothing. We're literally doing this because we enjoy talking about the game. It's given us so much you know, in our own regards, in our own experiences. And it, it, it means something to us. I mean, yep. we have, it has a special place in our hearts. So we come with passion, you know, yep. we're not coming to, you know, to do anything else other than just to let you guys know and have a conversation with you guys. And we appreciate all the feedback, all the love that we've been getting. Um, and we're just looking to continue this on, man. So don't be afraid to reach out to us. Say what's up to us, follow us on any platform that we have at fight on Montana, whether that be Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you know, and then uh, don't be afraid to put us put us in our place. If you guys disagree with us, let us know. If you guys think we're doing something that, that we're not or doing something that we shouldn't be doing or vice versa, let us know, man. We're going to take any feedback. And this is really a podcast, you know, for you guys. Um, yeah, like, rate, subscribe, man. And like I said, I'm just so grateful for this opportunity, guys. And But that's all I really have to say. What about you, Adam? Exactly, man. Uh, and uh, real quick, you know, give, give a Grizz update. You know, Grizz Soccer played mm-hmm. some games. Um, and also Grizz Volleyball. Uh, yep. Grizz Soccer has a game tomorrow uh, against Texas Southern. Um, you know, they're, they're one and four. They've had some hard losses, um, close, close losses as well. Volleyball's two and four with some close losses, and they also play tomorrow versus Green Bay. Um, so, you know, go out and support, you know, Grizz Nation and all the sports. Um, those ladies are 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 doing great things there and, exactly. and they deserve their recognition as well. So I just wanted to give a shout out to Grizz soccer and Grizz volleyball. Yeah. Um, we're, we're cheering for you get three ladies as well. Um, and yeah, yeah. I, like, like Angel said, we just love talking Grizz sports and we want to hear from you guys. I'll make this, mm-hmm. this awesome podcast for you guys. So, uh, and make sure that you, uh, 
you know, give Angel Angel some free food and some free. Uh, beer for him. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Good man. You could have man. like 20, 20 people there. You're not gonna have to eat for days, man. Yep. Yep. I'm taking it all home too. You know there my you Mexican go. ass. My, I'm too Mexican to be like just leave it there. I'm wrapping it up, piffling it up. I'm bringing it in, throwing it in the microwave. Get some Reynolds wrap so it'll stay yeah. warm. There yep. you go. Yep. You know me. You know me. <laughs> All right, guys, we will see you on the next episode, and and let's go cheer Grizz Nation on. Hey, go Grizz, baby.